hey, I've got my family with me uh, today, and we want to just start by saying we hope you had a Merry Christmas, and we're wishing you a, a really great New Year. You know, believe it or not, this is the last weekend of 2020. Any, anybody else ready for 2020 to be over with? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think our reactions would probably be your reaction. It's actually one thing every single, every single one of us has in common is we hope that 2021 will be a better year than 2020. Um, but for that to happen, what we know is we, we can't just leave it to chance. We actually have to do something really intentional for 2021 to be better. Because when the when the clock hits 1201 on New Year's Eve, uh, it's not just gonna magically change, right? I mean, in, in many ways, we're still gonna have the virus with us for a while. You know, our circumstances may not change immediately, but we can, if we do something intentionally, we can make 2021 a better year than 2020. And so that's the conversation we wanna have today is how you can do that. And we're gonna do two simple things today. And I am really confident that if you would do these two things, your 2021 has a great chance to be better than 2020. And the two things we're gonna do are really, really simple. We're gonna look back and then we're gonna look forward. And the analogy would be your, your car. If you're driving your car trying to get to a destination, you have a rear view mirror and you also have a windshield. Now your rear view mirror is smaller than your windshield, so your rear view mirror allows you to look back and, and be informed, but your windshield is 10 times bigger and it's really where you wanna focus your attention, where God wants you to go, where we're gonna go. So that's what we're gonna do today. So as we start by looking back, I'm gonna ask you guys some questions. And just so you know, this isn't scripted at all. I just asked these guys to answer. Yeah, answer honestly, okay? So as we look back on 2020, um, uh, it's gonna be twofold. One is, what was the hardest part of, of last year for you? And be, be really honest, the hardest part of 2020, what was it? Anybody wanna start? Yeah, I'll go, because mine's pretty, it's pretty obvious. Uh, I went to California um, for college in August. And so I got there and there was probably like 75 people on campus. Uh, and you all, like everybody had their own room and um, we had no classes in person. Mm -hmm. So I would say the hardest part for me of 2020 is it was really lonely, mm -hmm. just being isolated. Um, in my room, not knowing anyone where I was at, that was really hard. Yeah. And just like navigating, what does that look like coming from like having a fam, like living with your family and having a community to knowing absolutely no one. Um, that was for sure the hardest part of 2020. Yeah, it's your first year in college. Yep. Yeah, you're thinking this is gonna be, you know, you have all these yep. dreams of what yep. college is gonna be Best like. Best year and, of my life. Yeah, and you are 100% isolated. Absolutely. And my guess is there's a lot of people that can relate with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Ava? Um, mine would probably be that there was a lot of things canceled, <laughs> like school, sports, vacations, a bunch of things canceled. And then when we plan new things, got canceled again. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, we got, we planned things, got canceled, replan them, get canceled again. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure no one else can relate with that, you know, mm, but yeah. that's, yeah, cancellation. What about, what about you? Um, I think the hardest thing for me in 2020 was just having everybody come in, because I was homeschooled since August of 2019, because our parents homeschooled us for seventh and eighth grade. So I was by myself with my mom and dad, and I just really got to have that time alone with them. And then March came, and everybody came in, and it was really hard just, you know, having just like by myself with my parents, because that was the best time. 
and everybody's coming in and they're like, hey, welcome to them. And they're just kind of crashing my party. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I think that'd just be the hardest thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just kind of having to adjust yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. And to give some context to that, um, we we have decided to homeschool our kids just for seventh and eighth grade as kind of a really uh, a time for us to really invest in them before they go into high school. And it's actually a really special time for them because they get a bunch of extra time with mom and dad, some special trips. But then when COVID hit, now everyone crashed your party. So you <laughs> yeah. didn't get that special mm-hmm. time. And that was that was kind of hard. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Jen? I think for me, I, I, in the seat that I sit in, I, I think I got to feel the weight of what everyone was going through. So we sent our daughter to isolation in California. I got to watch our other daughter have disappointment after disappointment and then um, be in her room for eight hours a day on on Zoom. And then this one, it was such intentional time and that just sort of got stripped away with just the Mm. reality of life. And then watching my husband, just the weight of leadership, um, that was really intense for me. So I felt all, I just carried all these burdens of um, all the disappointment that 2020 brought. And so for me, I think that was the the hardest thing for sure. We had a a counselor tell us once that when uh, a husband feels the weight of a bunch of things that, uh, in his life, sometimes the wife feels it double. Um, and we thought that was really true. I'll tell you what mine was. Um, it's probably obvious. Uh, maybe, maybe it's obvious, maybe it's not. My hardest part of 2020 was um, us not meeting physically as a church for a while. And uh, very honestly, preaching to an empty room may be the most empty thing in the world. You know, I mean, I'm sitting there preaching, there's no one there. There's no people, and it just feels there's a weight of that. And I, I would say I, I got to the point where I, I missed everybody. I missed anybody in the room, even the people that weren't paying attention as I was preaching. You know, I mean, I missed them. I missed the Seahawks fans in the room. You know, I mean, I missed the cat lovers. I missed everybody. You know, I mean, just someone in the room. So that was um, very honestly that was that was a really tough season while we weren't meeting um, physically for me as a leader. Because I just knew, I knew there was people out there that that needed it, and it was just, it was, it was really hard. So, okay, so that was the hardest part. That was, that was, that was the hardest part of 2020. Yeah. Now, the follow-up to that, as we look in the rearview mirror, is with how hard that was, how did you see God's faithfulness in your life in that? You want to start, Car? Yeah, yeah, I'll start. I mean, I think um, it was something that I didn't really realize was happening in the midst of it. And then coming out of it, I can look back and say like, God, you're so cool. Okay, awesome. Um, I would say probably just learning to rely on Him in a way that I haven't had to before. And so I was just sitting in my dorm and I kind of had to learn how to trust in Him and how to remember His faithfulness in times in the past Mm. and look at the season I was in and say, okay, you've been faithful in so many things before. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be faithful in this too. Mm. I'm gonna come out of this and be able to say, wow, you are so good. You were so good. When you were really, really isolated, did you feel like God taught you something that may, he maybe wouldn't have, you wouldn't have maybe received it in the same way? If yeah, things were going yeah. Great? I, I think he really taught me to slow down. I think huh. being isolated, I, it was really easy to like mask a lot of things with busyness. Mm-hmm. 
when I was here in Phoenix. And so being alone, I had to like sit in what I was struggling with and sit in like just being with him. And so he taught me to just like rest and be still and just learn to just be with him and have an actual relationship with him where I can just sit with him. I don't think I would have learned to do that if I was just masking all of my issues and my struggles with the busyness yeah, of life. That's good. So. Yeah. Ava, what about you? Um, mine would kind of be like Carly's, but I got to spend way more time with Jesus and God. Um, way more than I would have if like COVID didn't now. Mm. Yeah, so I got to spend a lot more time with God and learn a lot more. Kennedy? I think just, you know, having them crash my party sounds like <laughs> having such pity on myself. But I think Looking back on it, I've become closer with them than I think I've ever had. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. they're not so much my sisters anymore, but my best friends. Mm. So um, mm. just I think that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Looking back on that, I think I never really realized mm. that I'd have them in my life forever. Mm. That they're going to be my best friends mm. in times that I won't see. Yeah. When I'm lonely, if, if my boyfriend breaks up with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That they're always going to be there for yeah. me. Yeah. Always going to have your sisters, right? Yeah. Yeah, always going to have family. It's good. Mm. James, what about you? I think for me, I think what this revealed in me is um, I like to be in control. And watching my family not having control to fix their problems, not having anything to rest in. Like for Ashley, it was like, it was all new territory to lead through. Um, and it was, it revealed some cracks in my heart that I like to have control and I like mm. to be able to orchestrate the situation. And what that also revealed is that um, it's really a trust issue and I have some massive trust, trust issues. So now working through that, I think the Lord, the Lord is sovereign. Mm. And he um, provides through all of our needs, both physical, like a house to live in, a family to love, but also through the hard things. And I think just watching him, how faithful he's been, has made, really made me realize, like, Lord, I trust you in a whole new way and a whole new deeper level. Yeah. I'd say for me, you know, when the church wasn't meeting physically, I, I, I just couldn't have imagined how much God would move people's lives. I mean, I, people were more open, I felt like, to having conversations about not only who Jesus is, but but maybe checking out church for the first time. And we saw a lot of first-time visitors. As a matter of fact, we saw, even um, coming out of this season, we saw more first-time visitors to our church in, during this season than we saw last year at the same time. So I, I wouldn't have thought about that. So in the midst of while I'm struggling, you know, mm -hmm. with with maybe preaching to an empty room, I it was neat to see that God was still moving in a bigger way than I could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. So um, that that was great. You know, when when I think about looking back and seeing how faithful God is, even in the hard times, my guess is you you have your own story of how God was faithful during your times. And I think the more you read scripture, the more you see that that is the constant theme um, throughout the the entire Bible. Um, and the story that kept coming to my mind was the story of Joseph. Um, I think, you know, every hero in the Bible had this really dark season where God showed up and was really faithful to them. But Joseph, I think, in his wildest imagination could have never, ever imagined that his brothers would betray him, sell him into slavery. I mean, think about how dark that would be. He goes to Egypt, but God is faithful. He, he puts him in a household of Potiphar. He rises him up as a leader. And so things are getting better. 
But um, like you said, you know, plans get good and then they get canceled again. And Joseph kind of experienced that, you know, things go well, but then he gets betrayed by Potiphar's wife and he gets thrown in prison and he's in a dark cell in prison for, for a long time and another dark season of his life. And then God's faithful again and he rises up to be the second in command in all of Egypt. And God just kept showing Joseph his faithfulness. And I love at the end of Genesis chapter 50, as it's kind of the tail end of Joseph's life, and he's looking through the rearview mirror, and he's remembering what God did in his life. And he has this great verse. He says in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, he says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position through all the darkness so that I could save the lives of many people. And I think we have to keep remembering that, you know, when we go through hard times, what what maybe some people or Satan would intend for evil in your life, God can use it for good. And I almost wonder when Paul was writing um, Romans, I, wa- I was wondering if he was thinking about Joseph's life when he wrote this really famous verse in Romans chapter eight, verse 28. He says this, and we know that in all things, in all things, God works together for good for those that are called and those who love him. And, and we just know, we know that God can take any tough season and use it for good. So I, I think it's really important for all of us right now as we're ending 2020 to look back in the rearview mirror and say, God, how were you faithful? What's one specific way God was faithful in your life? But we can't stay in the rearview mirror, right? Remember, we have the windshield, which is 10 times bigger. We have to look through the windshield and say, okay, based on God's faithfulness, now, now that I've looked back, now I need to look forward and say, how does God want me to move forward into 2021 with faith? And at the end of our Christmas services, we held a candle that had a light. And our challenge was, how are we going to be a, a, a light in 2021? So I want to ask you guys, maybe what's, what's one thing as you think about 2021 that you feel like God wants you to be a light um, to your sphere of influence? And I might put it in three ways for you today. I'll ask you guys. Um, Maybe you need to be a light to a specific person. Maybe you need to be a light to a specific place, like, you you know, where you work or your school. Or maybe you need to be a light more publicly, like maybe um, someone needs to start serving in a specific way or, you know, get into a group. Or how how does God want you to be a light in general? Who wants wants to start? I'll start. Um, So I'll be going back to school in 2021 in August. So it'd be high high school. school. High school. So... Just thinking about that, that makes me so nervous. But I think high school is a place where people struggle mm-hmm. and they don't, they just turn to things that aren't good. And I think that I can definitely bring people to Christ there because mm-hmm. they just are in so much hurt. And I think they don't realize that there's a better way to do that. It's yeah, good. So, it's good. I'll go. Yeah. I think I'm really good at um, having conversations that are really safe. So, like, I can read someone really well and know, like, okay, what can I say to you? What can I not? There are a lot of people at my college that didn't know Jesus. And I, it makes me so sad that I did not have a conversation with one of them about Jesus. Mm. It really breaks my heart looking at that whole semester Mm. that I did not go out of my way to see one of those people who did not know Jesus and share that with them. Like Mm. that breaks my heart. Mm. So just going into 2021, being so intentional about being bolder, um, not being scared of having conversations with people, Mm. regardless of like what I'm scared of. I don't know if I'm scared of like what they're gonna say back or if I don't know what to say. I think just like 
trusting that if I feel like the Lord is calling me to tell them about Jesus, to know that that is what he's calling me to do and be bold enough to do that. Yeah. Whether that's even like inviting someone to church, like a barista at a coffee shop, mm -hmm. inviting them to church, just being bold enough to do mm -hmm. that um, and just not staying in what I think is safe and the conversations that I think are yeah. safe. Yeah. And I, by the way, I think it's a great time to be bold because I think mm -hmm. people are open. People are really Absolutely. open right now. So I Absolutely. love that. I love that. Ava? Um, I would also say in my school, because we were online for a pretty long time, and people don't know if we're going to go back online eventually and going to have to do that very long school day. And I just think I can be a light to show them that it's okay and you have Jesus to rely on. And... Mm -hmm. You are going to be okay. <laughs> I like that. It's yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. Jane, what about you? I think where I was really challenged this year is um, to really, truly love people. I think when we, one of our favorite things is traveling around campuses and meeting every, we meet people constantly and we love it. It never gets old for us because we go to a really kind church. That's like my big takeaway with the culture of our church is everyone mm. is so kind to yeah. us. And so everyone at, a, at our church anyway is um, easy to love. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they're so easy to love. And where I was really challenged this year and where I want to go in 2021 is to love people with nothing in return. Like mm. love people that don't think like me, don't look like me, don't act like me. I want to love authentically because mm. in Luke 6, it says we're really challenged to love people with nothing in return. Yeah. So for me, I just want to say a kind word. Um here's someone's story um, that maybe doesn't go to our church. So then that gives me the opportunity to really love them as Christ calls us. So the fruit of the Spirit is love, and I want there to be fruit in me. I think for me, I would say I, I have two specific people in mind that are in my sphere of influence that, that are not followers of Jesus mm -hmm. that I want to be really intentional this year about, um, again, having a great relationship with and just being able to share my faith and love them really well. So I have two specific people. And then the place I feel like, um, you know, I, I, I have, you know, just some, some that God's calling me to is would be in the four walls of this house. You know, I think if I look back on 2020, I mean, it was, it was a tough year. Dad, dad was like, you know, gone a lot, you know, working a lot. And I, f I feel like I want to be in these four walls. You guys mean the world to me. And um, I want to have a great year as a family in 2021 with you guys. So that, that, that'd be it for me. So all of us. Um, you included, have something to look into 2021 20, and say, what's God calling you and how is he calling you to be a light to someone, a specific person in a specific place, or maybe in, in a public way that you need to be more bold in your faith um, in a certain way. And, and I think as you answer that and as you take steps towards that, um, I think that's going to be really, really critical for you to have a better year uh, this year. And I think it's really important that the conversation we're having today, I mean, hopefully we, we just wanted to have this conversation with you because we want you to have this conversation with either your family, um, a group of friends, or if you're alone right now, um, have this conversation with, with God. Um, just saying, God, I want to look back, see your faithfulness. I want to look forward. I want to, based on your faithfulness, I want to look forward. I want to do something big for you next year. I want to do something bigger and just focusing on me and my my challenges, which is so easy to do. And I just want to look at, at you guys, my family, and say, I'm, I'm so proud of you, your mom and I. Um, we love you guys very much. And we love our church so much. As Jamie said, we, we just, 
We're so thankful for a church that's just really been so faithful in 2020. And you've made such a difference, CCV, in so many people's lives this past year. And, and thank you again for what you've done through our Press On campaign. So many people getting hope. And um, I want to thank you again for those of you that gave to that, those of you that are texted and help. We're so, so thankful for you. Just raising your hands and saying, I, I need to get some help. But as we close out 2020, um, I want to take you back to a verse that's been a um, kind of a staple in our, in our household for the past four years. Um, when we were entering a brand new season as a family, um, your mom and I uh, gave each of you, um, I think you have it on, uh, we gave each of you a necklace that had an anchor on it. And this became our kind of theme verse for, for a little while. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. Um, our theme verse became... Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. And I want to read it for you. And maybe this can be a theme verse for you for for 2021 as well. Um, The writer of Hebrews is talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus and he says this. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. And if there's one place you're going to have to anchor yourself in 2021, you have to anchor yourself on the person of Jesus. And you have to keep taking the next steps in your faith. And you have to keep moving forward no matter what you're going through because God is always faithful. He's always faithful. And his faithfulness should compel us, compel us to move into 2021 with a renewed sense of vision, energy, and wanting to do something big in this world. And I think if all of us would take that challenge on, we'd see God move in incredible ways this next year. So I want to close by just, just praying um, for our church, praying for you. I hope you can have this conversation as a family. I think it's really, really powerful with your friends or with God. And we're going to pray. And after we pray, uh, I'm going to challenge everyone to take communion together. Communion is a really great way for you to remember what is going to anchor you always. And that is the what Jesus did for us on a cross to forgive you and to give you hope for your future. So let's, uh, let's pray. In fact, who would want to pray for, for our church this next year? Anybody? I'll pray. You do it. Okay. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you give us. Thank you that we just have an amazing church to praise you, God, and worship you all the time. I pray that as we go into 2021 that we're not afraid of anything, and I pray that we can just shine, shine a light your light, God, and I pray that we speak not only our words, but your words, God, through other people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks. You guys want to take communion? Yeah. Okay.